You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 96. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women and business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Now, you might be thinking, why the hell is Ange talking about how to use Pinterest for your business on the episode today? Because isn't Pinterest all about looking at pretty images for your house? renovation, baby shower ideas, or wedding ideas? I've got three words for you, people. Nope, nope, nope. Let me explain. I recently wrote a blog article over on my website, AngelaHenderson.com.au, titled 10 Pinterest Statistics That Every Business Owner Should Know. Now, I'm not going to go into each of these statistics because there is um, quite in-depth information about each stat uh, specifically, but you can read that over on the blog. But I do want to give you a taste of what your business could be missing out on when it comes to Pinterest. Here are the stats. Over 300 million people use Pinterest every single month. The average time spent on Pinterest is 14.2 minutes. 70% of Pinterest users are female. Most Pinterest users are between the ages of 30 and 50. Over 66% of pinners aren't from America. Around 2 million users pin content every day. 2 million users pin content every day, people. 40% of pinners earn over 100K per year. That's right, 100K per year. 2 billion people use the search function every single month. Approximately 50% of users rely on Pinterest to find new products. And 87% of pinners have purchased a product because of Pinterest. Now, these stats don't get your mind kind of thinking about things, about how you could be using Pinterest. I don't know what is going to. Because here's the thing, numbers don't lie. And the above Pinterest stats make it pretty clear that Pinterest is a treasure trove for small business owners. Depending on your target demographic and products, Pinterest could be the key to researching and or reaching a whole new audience. So today, my friends, is all about Pinterest. How to use Pinterest for business. And I'm thrilled to have one of the top Pinterest specialists, my friend Jennifer Priest on the show today to talk about this hot topic. Now we're going to chat about why businesses need to be using Pinterest as part of their overall business strategy. We're also going to talk about the benefits for businesses when they use Pinterest for their business, why you need a Pinterest strategy and you just don't jump in headfirst, and how to get started using Pinterest today. So get ready for an awesome, awesome episode because as I said, people, in my opinion, are missing out in an enormous amount of growth with their business via not utilizing Pinterest. I have recently just been using Pinterest and at time of recording, we've been going for four months and I'm going to share my experiences and our own business growth with the platform because it's going to leave you a little bit, again, I'm using the word mind blown, but seriously, staggering results we have seen. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I'd love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything that you'd love to share about the podcast over on Instagram stories and tagging me with the at symbol Angela Henderson Consulting because it would put a smile on my dial. 
Also, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, which helps women in business create consistent 5K months. My 12-month group coaching program is for women business owners who are ready to take action, to grow a profitable business, to start getting results, to not having to do it alone, to decrease the overwhelm and to go from that really stuckness to the clarity and strategies and support they need to gain that 5K plus months. The program includes my entire Profit Pillars training system, monthly live strategy sessions, monthly hot seat calls, monthly masterminds with guest experts, 24-7 access to our private Facebook community, world-class member support, and everything in between. To learn about how you can join my 12-month group coaching program, simply head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on I Want Help Creating 5K Months. Now let's hop on today's amazing episode of All Things Pinterest. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. It is so good to have you here. Now, how is beautiful California today or tonight your time, I should say? Yeah, it's wonderful. I actually um, walked down to the beach tonight and watched the sunset and set my intentions for the rest of the, the month. Oh, dude, fantastic. Because where you live is absolutely beautiful for those that have never been to California. There's so many majestic places in California, but you, you're lucky to live by the beach, which is just, you know, the sounds of the ocean can always make anyone really go from sad to happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's, uh, that's because of my business. <laughs> 100%. Yep. Again, being able to have that opportunity to kind of, you know, live wherever you want to live. And yet you you do that and you do that really well. Now, listen, you and I first met, I was trying to think about this about 14 months or so ago in a mastermind we were in last year. And then I also saw you speak at Social Media Marketing World where you rocked the stage last year talking about Pinterest. And I know you'll also be back there shortly at time of recording. And I also just recently saw you in Phoenix, um, where again, it was because of you that you got me to that particular speaking event in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So I say, the power of masterminds, but equally the power of face-to-face relationships. It's, you know, because we saw each other in the mastermind last year in California and we continue to see each other, I believe that's again why our relationship continues to grow, right? So for those of you out there, I harp on about this all the time, but again, the power of relationships is absolutely brilliant. So yes. Now Pinterest, it is a hot topic with my team and I and has been for over the last six months because we felt we really had nailed our strategy, Jen, on Instagram and Facebook and then also in my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. But I knew that it was time to bring on another platform, you know, a platform where my ideal client is sitting there roaming around. And to be honest, I looked at LinkedIn, I looked at YouTube, and then I looked at Pinterest. And Pinterest was the decision we made of everything that I've learned from you over the last year. It was going, it was like a no brainer. And, and that's why I really wanted to bring you on today because it's, especially in Australia, Pinterest is an untapped resource. And I know a lot of my majority of my listeners are from Australia. So I want to make sure that we start talking about how to use Pinterest for business. I'll talk a little bit more later, Jen, about the Pinterest strategy that I'm now using and what's happened over my business, utilizing it for just the last four months, because the results are absolutely amazing. But before we talk about Pinterest, I always like to ask a fun question to the guest that is coming on, because I think it's important that the audience gets to know you for you being you and not just Pinterest. And I know you love crafting, like you love the shit out of crafting and art. You're like one of the most artsiest creative people I know. So I need to know of all the things you've ever created, what is your all-time favorite thing you've ever done? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is this letter board that I made. So you know, this felt letter board signs that everybody has now. 
Yes. Like all over Instagram. So in 2016, when those first started becoming popular, I was like, I'm going to DI. Well, first I was like, I'm going to buy one. And they're like $150, $250. And I was like, this is insane. So I was like, I'm going to DIY one. But if I'm going to DIY it, I'm not going to just make it black or white or whatever. Uh I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I'm DIYing it. So I made it rainbow. So it was rainbow colored and it had a gold glitter frame. And I DIYed it out of a Batman um, like Batman art, like wall art from cool. Hobby Lobby that I just turned over, spray painted, and then I built it in there. And that was probably one of my favorite things that I ever made. Oh, dude, it sounds so fun. And for those of you that don't know, Hobby Lobby, I can get lost in that store. It's a very big chain over in the United States. And <laughs> you like, it's like next level epic with every type of piece of art and craft material that you need. Uh, I'm trying to think in Australia, it would be similar to say Spotlight here in Australia. Spotlight would be a 10th of the size of Hobby Lobby. Again, Americans <laughs> like to do things big over there. Uh, but yeah, so it'd be something similar to that. So that's what Hobby Lobby is when Jen had just mentioned it. Now, I mean, obviously, when you're not crafting gin and using that, you know, awesome, you know, rainbow Batman stuff to make things glorious. <laughs> Tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, your business journey. Where did you start from? Have you always been helping entrepreneurs to grow their business through Pinterest or where did the love of Pinterest, you know, kind of start from? Yeah. So I started this business back in 2003 and I was teaching scrapbooking classes in stores mm-hmm. and selling stuff on eBay. And then from there, I graduated to selling stuff on Etsy when that came into play. And I just started learning social media for my own business to promote it. So I started with email marketing to promote my classes. And then um, I started doing, you know, a blog and Facebook and people within the craft industry were like, you understand crafters and the industry, but you also understand the social media stuff and, and the, you know, blogging and that kind of thing. So we want to hire you to help us. And I got my first corporate client in 2009 doing social media management. Mm-hmm. And um, I got really burnt out on doing that. I had an agency, I had people working for me and, and we would manage social and that was just a lot. And then I was doing craft fairs and traveling and teaching and I just, you know, packing $2 Etsy orders. And I just was like, it, it was, it was so stressful. And one of my friends was like, you know, you have a blog for your business to market, you know, your classes, why don't you just go and be a blogger and, and make money more passively that way with like ads and sponsors and that kind of thing. And so I was like, okay, great. And I realized I did not have the traffic that I needed to land good sponsors and to get with an ad network and really have good ads and, and to make money with affiliate. I I just didn't have it. And so I set out to really learn how to use Pinterest to generate that traffic. And it took me a few years of stumbling and just kind of like trying to figure it out. And then finally I buckled down and, and um, really got friendly with my data. And within like six months of, of doing that, I increased my traffic by 1800%. I got with the ad network and kind of the rest is history. I just learned how to think about it in a very different way than what I was doing before. And so that obviously evolved and that was your primary that you, again, you started doing the social media and you had an agency and then you moved to this. And so tell us a little bit about now, what does, what does your business look like now? Cause that too has evolved. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting. The way that it looks now is I'm smaller as far as like my footprint with employees and, and people that work with me than I've ever been before, like more lean, mean machine, because I have a lot of things set up on automation so that the DIY blog, I have a couple DIY blogs. Um, the main one 
it runs itself. Like I, I hardly do anything on it. Um, it's automated. It's, it's got traffic. It's growing all the time. You know, it, it makes a full-time more than a full-time income, um, just on its own. And then I have, um, the other side of my business that used to be the social media management side. Now I do high level consulting with, um, you know, course creators and brands and people that want more high level social media strategy. But then I have an online program called Smart Pin Pro where I teach people how to get massive traffic with Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And so with that, we have some coaches that work within the program, community manager, um, you know, who kind of runs the the day to day of that. And then I, I'm in there, you know, guiding the strategy part. So yeah, it's, it's really a, a very different, um, lifestyle. I have a lot more free time and, and, uh, you know, so that when I show up now, I'm, I'm more engaging. I'm, I'm like really on and I can deliver like my absolute best to people instead of before I was burnt out like all the time. Yes. And so it's, it's a very different thing. Everything's very, very passive now. And, um, you know, I take on a few clients a year, but I don't take on, you know, I'm not like booked like 50 clients or anything like that mm-hmm. so that, you know, I can show up for them. And it's really, it's really like a machine that is, is running itself. And a lot of that is the automation on the Pinterest side of things. And Pinterest, we will get into your smart pro pin, uh, membership that you have now and we'll talk a little bit more because I'm in there and we'll talk more about those results later because it's absolutely epic but for those listeners Jen that are out there and they're going okay you kind of convinced me you know you you just said Jen you've got a full-time income through one of your blogs and a lot of that is Pinterest driven you know and there and businesses will be wondering is Pinterest our kind of next platform to to explore are you able to share with, with us about your thoughts more specifically about, about why do you think businesses need to be using Pinterest as part of their business strategy because Pinterest is no longer as i said in my introduction you know about wedding pictures and you know you know this that and the other it's no longer but just pretty pictures it's so much more complex and businesses can gain so much from that so can you tell us about why businesses do you think should be utilizing Pinterest as part of their business strategy yeah I mean we we lump Pinterest in with all the other social networks because it has those social components like you can follow people and um, you can send messages and all that kind of fun stuff but Pinterest really is a search engine so if you're uh, online, you should be doing SEO for Google, right? Doing search. Amen. Amen, sister. And you know, behind Google, the next biggest search engine is YouTube, which is owned by Google. But right after that is Pinterest. And we don't think about Pinterest as search. We think of it as a social media platform. But if you think about what is someone's search experience like online, if they're not finding what they want from Google or YouTube, where else do they go? And the thing that's beautiful about Pinterest is that it is a planning, like they use this language now. They used to say it's a, a discovery tool, but now they're using this language that says it's a planning tool. And what do people plan? They plan vacations. They plan their home decor. They plan their wedding. They plan what they're going to cook. They plan all kinds of different things. All those things lead to purchases, all of those. And so Pinterest is a way for people to collect all of those ideas, to research all of those ideas, to go and revisit them later. It's amazing for getting traffic and you can do it organically still. Whereas like something like Google, if you're not on the first page in those first 10 results, in fact, if you're not in the first one or two results, you're getting virtually no traffic. I would agree with you. On Pinterest, you are on a screen with a lot of other results 
and they are constantly changing. There's no number one spot Mm -hmm. on Pinterest. It's always evolving. And there are so many things like recency and relevancy where you can use those to your advantage to continually catapult your content up to the top of the feed. So it's like you can't lose. Where like if you're on Google and you're not number one, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. With Pinterest, have you seen, like again, Australia isn't big Pinterest users at this particular stage. Would you, do you, have you found or what do you see with the data in regards to, because again, there's also this assumption I was reading that most people think it's primarily Americans, but Americans aren't even primarily on there. Have you seen any trends about, do you mean what type of countries are utilizing Pinterest to its complete fullest? I mean, Pinterest has all these stats on their site. You can go to their business, um, their business page on their site and they tell like it's always changing, but Mm -hmm. really outside the U S is one of the fastest growing demographics. And then men is another demographic that's growing. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Cause we tend to think, Oh, it's crafts and DIY and (laughs) food and it's women. And that's like, not, that's not where it's growing. Um, and I mean, there's so many stories I have of, of people like this SEO expert that was speaking at an event that I was also at he pulled me aside and he's like, I do SEO for this company and we're getting a ton of traffic from Pinterest and I don't know why. And I was like, well, what's the, what's the industry? And he's like, industrial conveyor belts. And so there's things where you would not think it's on Pinterest, but people are on there searching. And and there's a few things you can do to kind of figure out, should I be on there? Mm -hmm. Um, If you have any kind of like international presence, I would definitely be on there. Like if you are selling outside of Australia, definitely be on there. Um, and then if you're not, if you're just like, well, we just only serve Australia, you have like for the investment of, um, putting your content on Pinterest, it's very, very little investment for a lot of potential ROI. Mm -hmm. But if you get there and you have a foothold and you've already established yourself as an authority in that, um, that topic area or for those keywords, you're going to be heads and tails above all of your competition, because I guarantee they're probably ignoring it until it hits some critical mass. And then it's too late. You're chasing after um, everyone else. And I think that's too, I know there was a lady I was speaking with here at a conference or like just like more like, sorry, like a night workshop here for businesses. And she was saying that she was utilizing Facebook ads, for example, and her cost per lead was, it was, less than five, but more than four. So I don't know the exact, let's just say 450. But she said she was testing over on Pinterest ads because it's still quite early phases with Pinterest ads. And she's only paying 25 cents do you know what I mean? Per lead. Whereas on Facebook, if she's paying 450, so for her, she's like doubling down on Pinterest before Pinterest, do you know I mean, starts to have prices like, you know, Facebook and the rest of them do. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah. she's saying like, listen, there's huge amount of room and growth for businesses again, from that early adapter stage. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And unlike Facebook, Pinterest is in the business of sending referral traffic off platform. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, something like Facebook, they want to keep people on the platform. So you have an ad and you have a link and Facebook's like, wait, that means they're leaving and they're not going to look at our ads. And Pinterest views that interaction very differently. They want to send people off platform. So whether you're doing ads or you're doing organic on Pinterest, their goal is to send people to your site. Mm -hmm. And what are you finding in regards to, I mean, we, we can talk about the benefits, which again, you've got me sold and we'll talk about my data in a minute, but are there any, are there any businesses that you have found that you're just like, mm, you're probably not suitable for Pinterest? Yeah. Businesses that don't have much of an online presence or that don't have much to offer. So like if it's a local business, it's not in a touristy area. It's not something that people would actually be searching for outside of the locals. 
I don't think Pinterest is good for like that local brick and mortar sure. type of business. Um, so yeah. And then the other thing is that, you know, before you go on Pinterest, make sure you have some kind of clear idea of what your funnel is. Like what's the process that you want them to go through when they get to your site? Mm-hmm. And what's the final goal? You know, a lot of people are like, well, I have a, I met this realtor the other day, actually. She's like, I have a website, but nobody ever signs up. And I was like, well, what's the goal? Like, you know, and she just has no idea. She just has a website. And so if you're, if you're very unclear about like what you're trying, I don't think your audience necessarily is. I feel like your audience is very educated. Yeah, yeah, no, the audience of your listeners are fairly good. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But you know, it's like, there are, there are in those cases, if it's just not clear what your funnel is, like you're not ready for Pinterest. You're just in a lot of traffic that's just going to bounce off and, and you won't see the see results. And they won't see the results. Yeah. So again, yeah. you're not saying that it's not necessarily for those businesses, but you're like, just get the funnel figured out first so that you understand the benefits of why you're going to use Pinterest as part of your business strategy. If you don't understand that, then again, similar with Facebook or Instagram, well, I'm posting on Instagram. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. great. But what's, what do you want them to do from there? What's the funnel? What are the call to actions? What are the steps? How are we moving them from, do you know what I mean? Uh, someone who's just consuming information to someone who's a buyer. hundred percent. That's mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So now you've probably got the attention of a lot of listeners just with some of the data that we've been talking about, how it's a search engine tool, how males are coming up there and how, you know, so many businesses actually can utilize Pinterest. In fact, some could be on their computer right now going, shit, I'm creating my account as uh, my Pinterest <laughs> account while I'm, while I'm listening to you, Jen and Eng. But I think it's important, just like with any platform, we talk about strategy. And I want a little bit more about just the sales funnel, right? Because you can't just open an account and start to think results are going to happen. So what are your thoughts about businesses really needing more of a Pinterest strategy on top of the sales funnel strategy that you just spoke about a minute ago? Yeah. So definitely like, you know, the sales funnel, it's like, it's like what you do on Pinterest is going to generate traffic. And then where it meets up to your website, that's where you have the whole sales funnel side of things. Mm -hmm. So on Pinterest, you know, you've got to understand what's the lay of the land. Like, what am I, what am I working with here? What's allowed? What's not allowed? What, how do things function? How do people actually discover content? Like what's the path that they take? So really understanding that. And then from that you can craft a strategy saying, okay, well, these are what resources I have. These are the goals I want to meet. So this is the kind of content I'm going to put out on Pinterest. And this is the way that I'm going to put it out. That's, that's all the strategy. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to do things on Pinterest. If you have content that you can send people to, it's a lot more difficult if you're just saying, well, I'm going to sell this course and I'm going to send people directly to my sales page, right? That's a hard sell. It's a cold lead. So, but if you had some kind of content that you could put in between those steps or, you know, send them to some content, get them to download the lead magnet. Now they're on your list. Now you can sell to them through there. Um, so I think it's this thing of like, people are like, well, I'm just going to pin all of my products and I don't know why I'm not, I'm not getting traffic. You have to really understand what's the intent of the pinner when they're on Pinterest, they're looking for solutions to their problem. They may or may not necessarily be looking for a purchase at that moment. So how can you, um, solve their problem. And I think too, it's thinking critically about what is your industry? If they're looking for lighting ideas, they may be ready to make a purchase, Mm -hmm. right? So you could have direct to product, but you could also have a blog post or a YouTube video or some other piece of content you send them to. That's like, you know, 13 modern lighting ideas. Right. And that, that would be something that they would be like, Ooh, that's very pinnable. It's, it's enticing to look at. Um, it would show up in search, but 
it's not going directly to your product. And then you get them on your list and do all the other stuff. And how much content, Jen, do you think people need to have just as a baseline, right? Like, cause I'll give you an example. We've just started again. We just started four months ago and we had over a hundred blog articles and we're about to hit a hundred podcasts. So we had a shitload of content, almost I would say yeah. too much. Cause we're creating as part of what you're saying, you know, different different types of graphics, different types of descriptions, et cetera, right? So from those 200 pieces, we've created almost three, well, we have created three new pieces for every one piece of content, right? I'd almost say, like I said, we were, we were lucky enough to have all that content. But for someone that's just starting out, how much content do, do you think that they need as a bare minimum? I mean, 10 to 12 pieces of content. Because the thing on Pinterest that, um, especially this year, the thing with Pinterest is that you need to have fresh pins. You need to have fresh images to promote your content. So you don't actually need a ton of content. You need a ton of images to promote that content that you have. And you need to position it in different ways using keywords. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really where the strategy comes in. It's not about like blasting the platform with a ton of content. It's taking what you have and presenting it in a myriad of different ways using fresh images so that you can maximize your coverage across multiple different keywords. And I think, again, it's important that you're using that because obviously YouTube, you know, is video, right? Pinterest is very image heavy. So again, you're going to have to play the game that just like, you know, Facebook wants you to stay on the platform. Pinterest wants you to create images, right? So with any platform you choose, you must be able to, do you know what I mean, identify what it is that they want and kind of follow those rules and regulations type thing. And because if not, your strategy is going to go to shit. And, you know, so often I hear, and you and I are very big about this, about people trying to blame the platforms. Like, you know, I've been doing this and I haven't done this and I've been doing this. And it's like, no, hold on a minute. There's always more to unpack. What are your thoughts about that, Jen? Because I think you and I are on the same page about, you know, people always blaming platforms, but I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's an erroneous correlation when people are like, it's the platform's fault because on every single platform you can find someone having success. Mm-hmm. So then it's not, it's not the platform's fault. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that's an easy way for people to kind of like take responsibility off of themselves because it is difficult. Like, you know, I remember what it felt like. You're trying to figure out some platform. You're hitting a brick wall. Your brain hurts. You're like, I don't get it. I feel like I'm doing everything I possibly can and nothing's working. And so sometimes it might take stepping back a little bit and thinking really critically about it. Like, what is the customer experience on this platform? What is it that the platform wants to have happen? Like Pinterest lays it out for us. They tell us what their mission is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, really thinking critically about that. Now, how do I position my stuff to perform within this ecosystem? Instead of fighting it, like really just accepting this is how it is. Now, how do I get what I want within this environment? Yep, yeah, 100%. Again, and it comes down to strategy, right? And I know this is where I guess I do want to talk a little bit about the importance of the Pinterest strategy is that you know, over the last four months of recording, since a time of recording this particular episode, being on Pinterest has been absolutely game changer for our business. Um, I know going into Pinterest that I needed a strategy. Obviously, as a business consultant, everything needs a strategy. So I'd signed up for your Pinterest community, uh, Smart Pin Pro, which was because of your masterclass I attended, which was the five-step framework for getting massive Pinterest traffic forever. And it was through this masterclass where I really found out more in depth about the top three mistakes 
mistakes everybody makes on Pinterest and why they're costing, you know, other businesses so much major traffic and sales. And as an FYI, we'll also put Jen's masterclass in the show notes for you, for those of you that want to uh, do that. But from doing your masterclass and then joining your Smart Pro uh, monthly community, I personally hired someone from your community because I was like, listen, Pinterest, it's anyone can do it, but it does take time. It's not something that you can just think, oh, in my opinion, that you can just go, I'm just going to do a couple pins and it's to rest. Like you still have to be working on it, just like Instagram, just like Facebook, just like recording a podcast. So within your Smart Pin Pros, I found someone else who was doing your membership. So I was like, great, if they're getting taught by Jen, you know, they might have things shit we need to work on. But I was like, you know, they're getting taught by Jen. I felt very confident. And from that, uh, you know, I've gone from zero followers, like literally no account. So we zero account, zero followers, zero, zero clicks through to site, zero pin saves, mm-hmm. zero impressions. Like we were at bottom. And in the last four months, I checked the stats at time of recording this morning. I now have 187,000 impressions. Um, I've got 480 pins saved. I've got 71 followers and 9% of our traffic is coming from Pinterest. Nice. That's that's 120 days roughly that we've been doing this, right? Um, And so again, that came from strategy. I would almost better my children's life if I wouldn't have taken the stuff that you've given me. And then obviously also had the, I'm in a luxury to be able to afford to work with someone. But again, please know you don't need to be able to outsource. I just chose to because it wasn't my zone of genius and I didn't have the time to do what I knew Pinterest needed. But it's been game changer, like absolutely game changer. Like when I look at the graphics, like everything's just in green. It just keeps going up. Um, so again, I personally can't emphasize enough, um, you know, whether or not you choose to do like follow Jen's work or who, whatever you choose to do, you have to have a strategy in order for Pinterest to really work in your favor for both that short-term and long-term growth. Because, you know, what people forget is Facebook your stuff can just disappear into the worlds of algorithms, right? And, and Pinterest has algorithms too, but your stuff like lives on. Do you know what I mean? Like I was talking to a blogger, I can't remember when it was, it was a few months ago and they still get traffic from years and years and years ago, every single month, right? So, I mean, Pinterest is working for you 24 hours a day where Facebook isn't necessarily doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, Facebook, they have such a short life and Pinterest has even said that like all content on Pinterest is evergreen. If people are looking for it, they're going to keep serving it. So the trick is finding content that or creating content that people are actually looking for and then positioning your content to perform there. And that is all strategy. You know, it's really thinking about it from this very strategic standpoint instead of, you know, one of the things that I see people do a lot when it comes to content marketing is They're making stuff that they want or that they think their audience wants and they don't do the research. And that's where really building a strategy starts is is doing that research on the platform. I couldn't agree more. I know in my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative, I survey regularly. And one of the questions when they enter the group is, what are you struggling with? And it's from that data that I either look at creating podcast episodes, I look at data about what blog articles I'm going to write. And then obviously, we look at the keyword research behind that also for Google, but also for Pinterest. And, you know, it's it's pretty much every piece of content we create is because it's out of need of what someone in my community is has been asking for. I mean, Pinterest is a big one, like I was saying to you, is we've never had a Pinterest specialist on. And it was really important that I was like, I, uh, you've been really busy with moving and stuff. But I was like, I'm not having anyone else on until Jen comes on. I was like, I, I will get her on here at some stage. I was like, she will be mine. I will get her on here. She's just a wealth of knowledge. Because I'm a firm believer is that there's a lot of people out there that 
you know, take a, take a wheat bix course. So wheat bix is like a cereal here in Australia. Like they take a cereal course and now they think they're Pinterest strategists. Like you've, you, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, years and years of you learning this, right? I mean, you, you know, you're in contact with Pinterest, you're speaking at social media marketing world. Those are all the things that you've invested in learning how to utilize this platform and how to do it well. So for those people out there that are like, okay, great. I might, you know, Pinterest could be something that I look at. What's your advice just for them getting started? Like, are there like, again, have 10 pieces of content ready, but what other things do you need? Do they need to be thinking about their strategy? What is their sales funnel? 10 pieces of content. Is there anything else that they really should be thinking about? Um, They should be thinking about how they can automate it because if they're not automating it, they need to replicate natural behavior and natural behavior is going to be going on the platform and updating and uploading regularly. And who wants to do that every day? Like, (laughs) it's like reporting to work at Pinterest, you don't even get paid. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, you know, having an automation tool, like I use Tailwind and I recommend Tailwind, like it doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter like what tool you decide to use. You know, I, I think Tailwind's the best, as long as you make sure that that, plat- that that tool is Pinterest approved. They're a Pinterest approved partner. And you can find that out by going to just Googling Pinterest approved partners and Pinterest list of current partners will come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you're using someone that, that is approved, but using a tool to help automate the process, help you to mass schedule things. Um, Pinterest does not penalize their partners when you're using a scheduling tool. So like, you know, on Facebook, if you use a scheduling tool, it's like, it may not get as much reach as exactly right. Yeah. But on Pinterest, no difference at all. So take advantage of doing the automation and really scaling with a tool instead of having to go on Pinterest every single day and pin stuff. That's just not a good use of your time. And also, I think that's where, in my opinion, is people start to get demotivated and then stop doing it, right? Like, they're just like, this is like boring task, whatever. Or again, I'm a firm believer in outsourcing, right? Like, you know, but even when I outsource, I'm not paying someone to go and pin. Do you know what I mean? They're using um, Mm -hmm. Tailwind and then Smart Loops is the other tool that we use. Um, So yeah, so it's like, there's ways of doing it because if not, it's just going to become so mundane, you're going to lose interest and then your Pinterest strategy is ratchet. Like it's done. You don't even want to have anything to do with it. So again, you got to be clever. My other thing, Jen, is, you know, it's, I started, I've been in consulting business now for a little while and it was only last year at the, like, we're only four months. So November, I think it was when I started doing, looking at doing the Pinterest stuff because I wanted to understand A, how my consumers were consuming information, B, where were they actually, what platforms were they on, but C, did I have the resources and time to bring on another platform? And up until four months ago, I didn't have the headspace and I didn't have the resources and the time to do that. So for those of you who are out there, really, I also, my advice to you is, is really think about, do you have the time to take on another platform and to do it well? Because if you're just going to do it in a half-ass way, you're going to get half-ass results. And so again, don't blame the platform when it's not giving you the results. Like the results we're getting is because we're in a full-blown strategy. Would you agree or what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, the other thing too, is being clear about what expectations you have from that platform. So if you're thinking, I'm just going to go and put a bunch of, you know, and I guess that the strategy goes hand in hand with, with having clear goals, right? If you're just going to put yep. a bunch of your products up, you're not going to get results. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be clear about what is, what are the results that I want? And then how am I going to create a strategy that will get me there? And is this attainable from Pinterest, mm-hmm. you know, being just really clear and intentional about that? Yep. And for those, I just want to clear, clarify for those, because I've got a lot of consumers who are listeners who are e-com and those who are service-based business. 
again, this platform can be utilized for both service and e-com business, correct, Jen? Yes. I mean, yeah, courses, products, uh, content marketing, you know, blogging, any of those kind of businesses. It looks a little bit different, right? The strategy when you get down to the nitty gritty looks a little bit different, but um, it still starts with understanding the platform, doing the keyword research, all that. Yeah. And so for businesses out there who are like, I need a little bit of gin in my life. I need to know a little <laughs> bit more about this Pinterest. I need to get a better understanding. Where can businesses find you? So they can find me by going to smartcreativesocial.com and you can find me at Smart Creative Social on every single platform. All right. Fantastic. And I've got one final question for you, Miss Jen, is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in business? Ooh. Um, Oh, that is a good one. Um, I, I wish that I knew how much power I had. Mm -hmm. For a lot of years, I was very reactionary in my business. Mm -hmm. And instead of just taking like full responsibility and saying, okay, I'm responsible to make this happen. I spent a lot of time reacting to circumstances, blaming platforms, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I had known earlier on that, um, I'm in full control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And when you mean power, does power also, because I don't know, I'm asking, does power also mean the mindset, like having that mindset or is it slightly different for you? Like mindset, like you, you can make all the decisions in your business, right? You don't have to um, just kind of like, I, I think of, you know, the way that I was before was like a leaf on, on the water, right? Mm-hmm. It's blowing this way in that it's just it's just being pushed around by whatever circumstances there are instead of saying okay I can actually steer this ship Mm -hmm. and I wish that I had known that earlier on because I think I would have been in a much different place in my life and in my business if I had embraced that much earlier yep fair enough and I again mindset I think is a powerful tool but most businesses that come to me don't think it's mindset they need I need more sales I need more clients I need more mm-hmm. sales so you know it's always those things that again I will I might I'll meet them halfway and say okay it's sales but they know that when they start working with me I'm like all right let's unpack it that's a story and belief what are we going to do about it and they're like damn you do you know what I mean why do you do this to me you know so yes so for those of you that need a little bit of Pinterest love make sure you check out Jen for those of you that are like, okay, Pinterest would be great, but I'm still struggling with the sales funnels. I don't really know what Jen's meaning and I'm kind of quietly freaking out. Remember, you can also reach out to me at AngelaHenderson.com.au where we can look, look through your strategy and then also look at how we incorporate the Pinterest strategy through Smart Pin Pro. But before we sign off, my team and I will also be putting together the transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to share it, especially over on your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at Angela Henderson Consulting. Are really I don't care where you share it. I would just love it if you just share it. I'd also love it if you could subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes and it allows me to help other women in business to grow. And for the rest of you, I hope you have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Jen, for being on today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.